You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live Portraits, featuring intimate, in-depth interviews with Black Hollywood stars and influencers. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live Portraits, Dario. Oh, you West Hey guys, welcome to Black Hollywood Live's Portraits. I am not Daryl Christian, I am DJ Jesse Janity here in studio with the lovely Courtney Stewart. What's up everybody? And this jam we're listening to right now is by the one and only, the legendary Jermaine Dupri. Yeah. What's up? Yeah, what up? Thank you what for up? coming in welcome, studio. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me. I love the single. Yes. Thank you. And I love the lyric video that you guys have up on the on the uh, the little cell phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're so gonna good. get a music video. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we working on a video now. Uh, just getting all the ideas for it. You know, what I mean, I want to make sure that it's um um well, it's it's since it's my record, I gotta make sure that people understand that it's my record. Um, Bow Wow's just a feature artist right. on there, mm-hmm. so um just gotta make sure I do a video that displays what I'm doing in my life and, you know, with the DJing and producing and all of that at the same time, and then, you know, show Bow as well in the video. It's a summer jam, man. Already. (laughs) Uh, What was it about choosing Bow to come onto the record, you know, as your your, your coming out record with this? Um, Well, I mean, you know, we're in a market where um, people believe that it's highly dominated by young people, right? And um, I felt like if you know, as always, I you know when I found Bow Wow, Bow Wow was the leader of the young school <laughs> yeah. generation. Um, you know, all of these guys that's out right now, that's under twenty five years old or even twenty five years old, they all look up to Bow Wow. Right. Like you know, what I mean, they they all claim that this was the reason that they got to you know they started rapping because they was watching one hundred six and Park and they saw what he was doing and the dominance that Bow Wow had on that on that station. So. I just heard a lot of that over the past year or so, and I was just like, you know, it don't make sense for me to go out here and try to find a new artist that's better than the artist that I already have. I mean, you know, it it does make sense to find somebody, but... You know, I mean, right now it's kind of hard to find somebody that's 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 got the mindset that Bow Wow has. I mean, you know, Bow Wow had a number one record when he was twelve. You know what I mean? It's, right? like, it's kind of hard to. Um, he understands it. He gets it. He knows exactly what what he has to do and what not to do. So um, for me, putting out a record, I just had to go with. And and like you know, looking at the rest of the DJs that do this. Most of the time, they use an artist that's not theirs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I have the ability to use an artist that's mine. You know what I mean? So. And it also is, I don't know, there's something nostalgic about the two of you guys doing a track together. I guess to other people, I don't know. I mean, for, you is, know, for so. me, about, for me, Bow Wow's been around me yeah. since he was 12. So, I, I'll, you know, it feels like, like I said, it just, just feels natural to me. Yeah. And it's like, uh, we, we always talk about this over at the uh, the music show, The Beat. Um Music today, I mean, you, you just look at from, I mean, me growing up from the 90s to now, and music today has just taken a turn and it's lost a certain sound to it. We're moving in a new generation with new sounds and whatnot that we're playing with. Uh, how do you feel about music out there today and what do you want to make sure that, you know, JD is stamping in music in 2015? Um, I think the music today is good. I just think that um, there's a lot of people that don't have a mentoring, you know, a mentoring ship 
prior to putting out these records and it's just like you gotta you know if you don't you gotta think a little bit harder and uh work a lot harder to make sure that the music um and and when people get it it's a quality because that's what you're dealing with before you know in the 90s and 2000 era of music it was the right artists it was the right songs it was the right music it was the right look now you got artists that's got hit records and you can walk past them in the streets and not even know who it is you know what i mean so it's just like you know just gotta they gotta work on a lot of different areas because it was so the stars were so aligned in the 90s you know people that saw that see this and be like "Uh, i'm not really dealing with this new generation yeah yeah. do you think that the new generation is really open to that sort of mentorship and that desire yeah i mean you know this this generation is is um is obsessed with everything that came before them you know what i mean like they they they're, the the Jordan lines outside sneaker stores is longer than they ever been nowadays. Yep. Um, just everything, you know, kids, you know, everything, just everything that you know. What I mean, like, um, like even Cuban links for just just to, you know just to say for anything <laughs> like a Cuban link was the thing. Like that was the name of uh, Ghostface Killers, uh, not uh, uh, Raekwon's album. Um, that was in the. I think that was the 90s, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. right? Early 90s, yeah. For that to be like the new chain of choice in hip hop, that's just a that's just people being obsessed with the old, you know, with, with things that came before them. So I mean, it's just like if you look at everything that's happening right now, all of these kids, they basically doing or trying to do everything that they saw or that they heard about in the 90s and yep. 2000. It's interesting. It's like every 10 years and forward, they reach back oh, 10 years back. back. Yeah, like if you look at like um Chris Brown and 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 um, Tiger's album cover. Yep. They look like crisscross. Crisscross. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which, by the way, I have to. Since you're here, I have yeah. to say this. My first concert ever. My mom did not know this. She thought it was going to be something else, but we ended up at a crisscross concert, and it done changed my life <laughs> for the rest it. of my That's life. Um, okay, so a new album. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. When can we expect that? And what what kind of a um, where are we going we, with it? We probably won't. It probably won't be for a while because I, I'm I'm I, I plan on like to flood the marketplace with just good music and good good um good music that's that's for the culture of people that love music people that dance people that DJ people that just you know that just f- like to feel good and listen to music so um I mean I, I plan on putting out like three four more records before the album comes but it probably come out in December or something like that. Okay any other big collaborations that you could tell us? I'm sure two? you know I'm sure I mean I'm working on I got I'm working on one that that's like I mean they all like wish records you know what I mean like until I get the person on there but I mean you know um I was doing a record like about a week ago with me I had TI in the studio um I plan on putting Nas on that record and um I want Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Whoa! Yes. <laughs> yeah, so yes. a very eclectic. Yeah, song. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but um, so I mean, you know, a lot. Of, that's a record that I'm actually rapping on, though. By the way, so that's not like a lot of these records. I won't be actually. Rap, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm saying that my music is more of a me rapping as a performance than anything. I want people to pick because I think a lot of times with my career, people get lost in. Jermaine Dupri doing so much that they don't really focus on what I want them to focus on. Mm -hmm. So this time I want people to focus on the fact that I'm a producer. You know, first I find artists, 
I'm write songs and I want you to really focus on that. So I might put out an instrumental record as my f- second, third single mm. or something like that. That's just good. I mean, and, and mm. I, I say that because records that I grew up listening to, some of them weren't um, just they weren't songs like Egyptian Lover, uh, Planet Rock by Africa Bambada. These were just beats that you loved. They had they had enough characteristics to stand up against any song that came on after them or yep. came on mm-hmm. before them. And that's what I'm trying to I'm trying to get take myself to that place where I make a beat that's so hard that it's got the same characteristics of any song that you sing. Because to me, that's what. To me, that's what EDM is. EDM is the music of EDM is um, is powerful enough to stand up against people. I mean, or people don't even care that there's no lyrics on these yep. beats. They just mm-hmm. they just listening to the records. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just I'm, I'm I'm just exploring that. Just trying to make sure that on this side of the world, hip hop, R and B, pop, whatever you want to call my music, that that I make music that stands up to that type of level. Uh, what sort of was the catalyst or what sort of inspired you to sort of go in this direction? Had you just been traveling and you, like, felt a need that there was sort of a hole right now that you really could well, bring that to a different audience? Yeah, f- uh, for the most part, I'm, I'm, you know, I've been DJing in Vegas for, like, the past five years. And um, in Vegas, I don't I don't play EDM. I play rap and I play hip-hop and I play, you know, I play trap that basically sounds EDM-ish. like a you know, mesh between EDM and, and rap. Right. But for the most part, um, I noticed that... Um, the joke that EDM has, we don't have that in hip hop. We don't have somebody that's out here that's like really pushing the envelope of hip hop music or hip hop DJs to, um, you know, get DJs to even making the same type of money that these DJs are making or even be presented in the same light. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go to Vegas, you see all these DJs, um, well, they got billboards all around the city. You know what I'm saying? And, and they're the main attention. They're the main attraction, excuse me. And it's that. Um, and I look at that, I'm saying, like, damn, hip-hop is a lot more trendy. It's a lot more catchy. It's a lot more... It has a lot more to it than EDM as far as I'm concerned. Agreed. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's strange that it doesn't have this same effect on the world. And I just think it's because... Um, no one actually has taken the i you know the, taken the the idea that I'm taking and actually ran with it. You know, DJs put out records, but it's just like, say, like Khaled for instance, he puts out DJ records which are great, um, but then he has he 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 does he's more he wants to be more in the hip hop world than the world of DJing. Right. I guess because he's been a DJ all his life, I can't really speak on it. But I'm just saying when I look at that. It, we need more of that, but we need more of it to be like, you know, like to me, DJ Khaled should be performing at Coachella. Um, mm-hmm. And he should be doing a set at Coachella because he got artists that's on these songs. Yep. Mm-hmm. He could do like, he could, he got, I think, I mean, I think Khaled got like 10 records that he could do at Coachella and For bring sure. out the artists performing and it'll be crazy. Because I saw Snake this year and Snake brought out DMX and he brought out, um, um, what's the kids that made the No Flex song? Uh, uh, Ray, uh, Ray, Ray, Sharma. Ray Sharma. Yeah, he brought them out, and the crowd went crazy. And it's like ten thousand people inside this tent that was going, you know, just going bananas, right? And I saw that when I usually when I I'm a visionary person. When I see things, I'm like, okay, somebody's not doing this, then I'm gonna do it. You know what I mean? So I saw that. Like when I went to concerts, I saw people jumping, and I I went home, and I'm like. If I put these little kids on this record and I make them <laughs> jump like I seen at this concert, 
What's the odds of this being big? Well, I was jumping. I was in that audience with my mom. <laughs> so, I mean, same thing with this. My my mind is that, um, you know, by January, Jermaine Dupree goes on tour and um, and where you see or hear me saying that I'm DJing, it's much more of an experience than just what than me just standing on the stage. I plan on bringing out artists, you know. Had Bow Wow's doing CSI, so it might be hard for him to go. So that's why, you know. Mm-hmm. But the more I do, that's what I'm playing. I'm planning on trying to give people an, a DJ experience that they never had before. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really interesting because to talk about hip hop and this, where we are right now with it. There's a lot of controversy, especially when it comes to female hip-hop artists. You know, we have Nicki Minaj, which uh, just got nominated for the BET Awards. Azalea Banks was firing at BET, saying, why are you even putting other people in the category? Um, right now, why do you feel it's so hard, uh, and especially you've been in this business for so long, why do you think right now it's so hard for any other female to kind of get any sort of recognition when there are t- there are really good female MCs out there right now? But it's just like, to get on top of that cake, what, what would you say about that? Um, I think it's always been the same. I don't think it's nothing different. You know, when I put out Brat, it was the same thing. It wasn't no female artist out that 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 channeled um, the top level of, um, or, or, or demanded that, that, that attention. You know what I mean? Latifah was out. She, you had Light, and you had um, Moni... Love and you know I mean, we had a bunch of artists at this point when I put out Brat, but I also felt like the attitude that that we came out with Brat and and the music spoke a different language, and I think that's what it is. I think it's it's more than just rap with with a female. Like you know, I mean, when Iggy came out with um, Fancy, yeah, the record was like all the stars aligned. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what you got to do when you put out music. Same thing with Nicki. When Nicki came out, all the stars aligned. Her records was just like, the records was dope. She was saying the right stuff and she looked right. You know what I mean? I think that that's, that's it's, a, it's a much more of a, a three-tier thing or, or um, a much more of a package that you got to put out when you're a female artist. Some, so, so a lot of these female artists just come out and they because they got great lyrics, their records don't sound like mm. the best that they should. As you know, the producers ain't the right person, or whatever it is. I don't, but I think that being a person that's done that before and was successful at it, I just think it's got to. You got to. You got to look at the package, and you got to make a package a little bit more uh, rounded than just putting the artist out. And to talk about a package, I mean, what do you look for in an artist, especially today? You know, looking at all these young kids, a lot of the times it's hard to kind of differentiate some of the artists because they sound too similar. For you, what is your eye focused on? Well, for me now, you know, when you got a roster as long as I do and, and, and people look at you as a person that, that um, has the eye to pick talent, it's, it's, it's harder than it used to be for me now because, <laughs> really, because like now... Um, you got to be better than the artist that I've signed. That's the mm-hmm. that's that's the key oh, that's to me signing you at this point. Now it's like, I, like you know, because I think I think the artist that I have, you know, like I got I got artists like Anthony Hamilton under my belt. That you look at this pe- person and you're like, <laughs> I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's nobody that can sing better that than this man, like that. right? And, oh. and this, you know, um, and the way that man makes you feel when he sings a song. And women too. It's just like you know, you can't like the measuring stick is so high. It's like man, listen. So you know, if I find a singer, that's the first thing I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about you know, like if I bring you in the room. So so if I introduce you to the rest of my family, 
are they going to appreciate you? Are they going to even think that you should be in the room with them? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what it's about. Like, at some point, I'm going to have to answer to them saying, like, yo, J.D., why you, what are you doing with this guy? He's what? <laughs> he's nothing close to any of the people that's in this room. So, I mean, I made it kind of bad for myself, for other artists, because I have a room full of stars. Right, yeah. You know? I mean, at the end of the day. <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> um, you've been doing this for so long. Was music always, I mean, going back to the start, always destined for you? Was that always in your head that this was going to be a part of your life? Yeah. I mean, you know, I started DJing when I was 12. So, I mean, I was, I've was i been in love with the music forever. I mean, I didn't know where I was going to end up at. Um, I still don't <laughs> I still don't know where I'm going to end up at. But, I mean, I, yeah, music is, you know, music is first and foremost. Other than music, what would you do? Like, right now, if you had to go somewhere if else I was, in a different industry? I mean, industry? it would be something musically, you know, tied. Um, like, tech, I just released a app last week called Four Lanes on the iPhone. Um, and um, it's basically um, an extension or, or it's created off of the mindset of money and anything. So money and anything, you say switching four lanes, you know what I'm saying? So that's what it is. So it's a card game with two thumbs, hmm. um, and you got to switch lanes. But it doesn't move. It's just a switch lanes. You got to avoid things. So you got to avoid police cars, <laughs> and you got to get the money. And if you miss the money, you lose. So you got to get the money, avoid the police cars. So it's kind of like it's kind of like my version of Frogger yeah. for people that that's older <laughs> that know video games. And um, I think that, you know, I'm st- I've am been in that world for a minute. I created my own social network called Global14.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and um, I have, a, you know, a crazy, I think, a community of people that come there and say that, stay there and that, that feel like that's their home, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, I'm, you know, I got plans to make that bigger and do Global 14 concerts and, and um, conventions and all the things in, in Global 14 radio. So, for me... My mind is this side of my mind is always doing something that's thinking about something else that's different than the music side. So I mean, if I wasn't making records, mm-hmm. I would possibly it'd still be something music driven, but it probably would you know it'd just be I don't know what it is. It's a lot of things that you could put your hands on too. How do you stay here. balanced? <laughs> How do you stay balanced? Doing like all being this. an entrepreneur because it's hard. You know, you have to you a lot falls on your shoulders. How do you say so balanced, or how have you been able to stay so balanced? Because in this industry, you never know what's coming. You never know what's really going to fully work. How do you, how how do you find that kind of point where you don't break? Um, well, for me, you have to um, because it's, not, it's really easy, man. You know, what I mean, like you got to really believe in the things that you actually hear. Like I really believe that. We as people only use half of our brain. Oh, we don't even use half of. It. I really believe we use only one third of our brain. Yeah. Um. So I'm on a quest to really see what that feels like when I can use half of my brain, or uh, actually to see if I could ever use all of my brain. You know what I mean? Because I think like I think that I think that doctors are telling us something really that's real. When I hear this conversation, and I'm like. Man, I could just sit here and just try to use all of my brain. Uh, you know what I mean? And it, it's really just um. Just if you have um, that 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 work ethic that you don't want to let you want to get everything out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Me, I want to get everything that I'm thinking about out. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you got to be disciplined. You know what I mean? You got to sit there and be like, you know what? I'm gonna stay here. And I'm going to stay here for these next two, three hours, and I'm going to get this idea done. I'm going to call everybody in the next three hours that need to be a part of this. 
I'm going to write down everything I need to do. And a lot of people don't do it. A lot of people just be right like, they write then. it down, yep. then they walk away from it. And then that idea just sits there for like a week. Yeah. I don't have time to do that because I'm, I got another idea that's ready to go. Mm-hmm. So my ideas is in my head like cars. And they're like, yo, get out the <laughs> way. Like four lanes. So, yeah, it's just, you know, you got, and, and you can't fall into the, the place of, people loving you or not loving you. You know what I mean? That's another thing that people get twisted with. Like, I don't believe that... I don't really know that I really believe that people honestly love Jermaine Dupri. I well, <laughs> as, as honestly I as m- music fans, we can tell you that that is I mean, very true. We ain't just I, saying was that. Home. I appreciate Dude. it, but I'm just saying, like, I never get caught up in that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I get caught up in. I just get caught up in like, let me continue to keep putting this music out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I saw. I saw like a um um. A review today on on the where you're at record right, and I was reading the review and the guy is saying you know Jermaine is trying to go back and you know he, he it was a good review but he basically was trying to say that I figured out a way to put to make my music sound young again and I'm just like hmm okay. Uh, when did my music sound old? Oh, I thought was, you know, because as I look at when people say that, I don't think people, that's what I'm saying, I don't think people really be thinking when they talk about me because Bow Wow is the leader of the young guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, every young artist was out chasing Bow Wow. Yeah. And, like, I met, I had a meeting with Kiki Palmer last night. She's 21 years old. And she was telling me that she wanted me to work on her album. And she was like, oh, wow. oh she's 22. And she was just like, you know, I want you to do with me what you did with Bow Wow. Like, you nailed it, right? So when I read a review like that, I'm like, so, okay, here's a 22-year-old person that's telling me I nailed it. When did the music get old? When did the music start sounding old? Like, you know what I mean? Like, of course I did Mariah Carey, and you can, if that if you want to say that sounds older than Bow Wow, then cool. You know what I mean? Or then when I see a review where people say, this new song you got, man, it sounds like it's too young. And I'm like... What are you talking about? You, first of all, <laughs> that's a talent to be able to. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, but at the same time, they want. It's like you can't. A person like me, it's like you can't win because they yeah. they want to say they want to be able to say, "Oh man, it sounds like JD's still stuck in the '90s." <laughs> so then he can't say that. They like. Man, it sound like you're trying to be young. <laughs> what? Just Thank like the you. record, please. That's what good music. Yeah, that's what I say. So I, with that, that's what I'm saying. A lot of times people get that. They get caught up in that mix, and they let that cloud they brain. Mm. I don't I don't pay no attention to that. Was there ever a time over... Because, I mean, you've been doing this for 20 years. Yeah. Like, Was there ever a time that you were just like, mm-mm, I'm done. I, it's... I don't want to deal with this anymore. Nah, because because I, you know, when you believe that you're better than everybody, it's hard for you to stop. <laughs> like I just, for real, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. I don't believe that a lot of people work as hard as I do, mm-hmm. and that's the belief. It's not even a conceited thing. It's a, it's a belief that I work at this a lot harder than anybody else that I know. Right, I and I, you know, I write the lyrics. I write you know, to make the beats. I get out here and do interviews. I get in you front perform. of the artist. And, yeah, I do. I go DJ. I'm cussing the artist out, telling them what they're not <laughs> supposed to be doing. I just feel like it's hard for any one, two, three, four people to compete with me mm-hmm. when it when it comes to me doing what I do. So quitting is like, I mean that that's just would be like me letting down myself because mm-hmm. no, nobody could ever get rub me enough to make me say, you know, I don't want to do this no more because it's like. It's all me. It's based on, you know, I'm I'm the driver. I never really feel like it's somebody that's on the side of me saying, 
I'm going to take you down because I'm looking at I'm looking around all the time. Like I hear people say, we don't have no artist uh, development in the music industry no more, and I'm like, okay, well, are you saying? that because you feel like I'm not doing it or what are you saying, right? Mm-hmm. If you say it to me, that means you're saying it yeah. to me, like, Jermaine, we need more artist development in the music industry. And, I, and then I'm thinking, like, am I the only person that does this? <laughs> <That's wrong. laughs> so, it's just, yeah, I, I, I never I mean, I have gotten to a point where I didn't like the music business, but that's just me learning myself and understanding that um, it's some of us out here that are not supposed to work for people. Like mm-hmm. when I went to Def Jam and I went to Virgin and I went to Island and I went in those companies to become the president of the companies, um, that was me just doing something new. But what I learned in those, you know, in those times is that I'm like uh, Steve Jobs. I'm not supposed to be working for anyone. I'm supposed to be the the the, the leader of my own ship forever and you have to you have to learn that I was trying to do something else Mm -hmm. and do other things but um, ultimately it's hard for you to tell somebody like myself who's thinking a lot more than the boss is thinking what he needs to do Mm. I mean, <laughs> understand you, that you are the boss. Did you have <laughs> any uh, specific mentors for yourself that helped you sort of navigate through? Because you definitely started very young nah, and you're killing it yeah, early. No, so. no, thank you. No, nah, I didn't. I, I use I use people that don't even know me. You know what I mean? Like Quincy Jones. I I used Quincy Jones before I ever knew him. Um, Teddy Riley was a big inspiration in my life, um, and everybody else. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Um, Man, uh, Barry Gordy, craziest one. Like, I really want to have a conversation with Barry Gordy one day when I feel like I'm able to have a conversation with him because I feel like, I feel like I'm just a cheap imitation copy of Barry Gordy at this particular point in time right now. I'm gonna get to a point where I feel like I'm able to sit down and talk to him and he, and he will feel like he met the person that is like his equal but right now i don't feel like i'm his equal yet what do you think you still have to do to really get to that place oh man you got to create more i need like 10 bow wows you know what i mean like he he created he found stevie wonder the jackson five Smokey robinson um the temptations the four tops, tops the, Supreme. the Supremes. I mean, <laughs> Diana Ross. I mean, what you? What, I mean, what, what, I could stop now, but I'm just saying alone. If you have, if you found Stevie Wonder and Michael Jackson, done. You know, I, I, if, if I find those two artists, y'all will never speak to me again in life because I'll be like, man, listen, I have done something that nobody else will ever do. So I just feel like, I just feel like I'm just like, you know, I'm, a, I'm a cheap imitation of him. I, I like, I believe. Everything that he's done, I, I just look at it and I want to do it, but I don't feel like I've hit that mark yet. Interesting. I want to put, I mean, I guess we'd call it a little game, an artist development game. I'm going <laughs> to shoot some names out there and a couple questions. Destiny's Child. Yeah. They've been split up. There's rumors saying that they might come back under a new name because there was legal drama with Matthew Knowles. Um, is that a smart move for Destiny's Child to come back today, or is that something you would see maybe a couple years from now as far as with what they're doing with their project? I think it's smart for them to come back. I mean, I think that, I, I believe this, like, we only got one life, man. You know what I mean? A lot of us, we go through this life thinking that we can just, like, pause and go and pause and come back and pause. Like, listen, you only got one life, man. Mm. <laughs> In that time that you're pausing, you're getting older and your clock is moving. I don't believe you have time to even think about any of that. 
and I've been one that has taken a break. That's why I'm more, much more aggressive about this record now, because I feel like, you know, like I said, you only got one life, man. You got to get it and get it going and keep it going while you can. You know what I mean? A lot of us, like, when I was younger, I was my idea was that I had to be become a millionaire before I turned 19. I was aggressive about that, right? And if you're aggressive about any of this stuff, you can get to that point. But... I, what I mean by that is I didn't wait and be like, well, nah, let me go to college and let me... I was just like, you know what? I don't want to go to school. That's not what I want to do. That might not be the right thing to do, and I know people going to say whatever they want to say about me, but I, I think that we only got one life. I could either go to school or I could try to become a billionaire, a millionaire by 19. You have options, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some people do both. I mean, those are just super talented people. I just didn't see a way for me to do both. So I think the same thing with them. I think that Beyonce's established. Beyonce's a bigger star than she ever was. A Destiny Child new album and tour would definitely be a sellout around the world. The album would sell. It's easy, and it's something that they would all love to do, and they all need to do it based on just music. Music-wise, I mean, so the rumor is Jay-Z and Beyonce are working on an album together. Would you say that preference over the Destiny's Child coming together? Or Destiny's um, Child. I think I think it's all man. Oh, it's think, the same I, time. I, Drop I, it all. Do I, it all. I don't think like I said, I don't I don't think that, you know like I said, you can't take anything for granted. You can't sit back and be like, Well, let's hold on to Jay Z and Beyonce album for a year or two. Like, why? why? You, you know, once again they both getting old. Um it's people out here that want both of their positions. And in the music business, it's very easy for that position to switch. Mm-hmm. You know, it could switch overnight without you even knowing. So, I would, I, if you, you know, if I had my hands on those things, we're not waiting. We go on. <laughs> um, uh, you had recently also spoken about Sierra. Um, Sierra's project came out. A lot of people are giving Sierra some slack as far as a performer saying she needs to just stop, rest, take a break, and come into the fact of. You should just model, and no one's feeling her music. I like Sierra. I think her music, I feel like it's kind of been consistent. I don't know, you know, obviously her first album was a little different than what she's released, but since the second one, I feel like she's been consistent. Uh, Do you feel like there has been a downfall with that sound of R&B trying to cross over into the pop world? I can't really say I even paid it too much attention to it. I don't really. I mean, I'm not really not really know. I just think that um, I think that Sierra came out in a way that people, you know, they like. Interesting enough, like I said, people get caught up into what things people say, right? But people want you to, they want you to be uh, progressive and and you know do things differently but they also want to keep it the same like it was one thing that i always talked about when i listened to michael jackson records i was like you know it's crazy that you know in 2000 2000 even still today people still play songs from off the wall mm-hmm. right and with that being said um if michael jackson would have went back in the studio before he passed and made an album with those same people and did what he did just tried like five or six songs, right? One of them would have been something that that was what people wanted today. I think a lot of times a lot of artists they don't they can't figure out what they what their fan base wants. The fan base actually wants the same thing that they fell in love with. I mean, we saw they it with Missy talk, Elliott. They yeah. just talk like they don't. Like you know, what I mean, you gotta understand. You gotta be able to translate that. Like they're saying something to you that sounds like they want you to do something else, but, but <laughs> ultimately they want you to do what they fell in love with. 
So and I think like that I, I've heard that a lot with Sierra that people wanted her to go back with Jazzy yes. and wanted her to be in the studio with the people that she came up with, Little John and this and the third. That means that the people want her to do the same thing she's been doing. So not to fully go into it, but to kind of just touch on it, Janet Jackson's coming back. Would you recommend the same thing? Because she's been Why going to people so, say not to touch, touch on it. it. Well, I don't know. It's I don't so know. Funny funny to to <laughs> I mean, but like she's been. You just spoke about like you know in this industry you can't take a break for you know that amount of time and then come out with something and expect it to kind of be like that. With her, you know, obviously she's a part of this royal family in the industry. Would you say that that would be the smarter choice for her is to go back to that original sound or I mean, she to has, kind of I, be if, progressive? I, I, I think she has. I mean, I saw, I saw something, you know, I saw the video she put up. It says um, it's got Jimmy and Terry on it, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I'm sure that that's what, you know, that's what she's doing. Okay. And then, last but not least, Iggy Azalea um, has, with everything going on in the U.S. right now, she's kind of taken a lot of heat, heat, uh, and she just got engaged, she's taking a break, she canceled her tour, and she said she'll be back in 2016. Smart move, or... Because right now she's getting really a lot of negative media. Um... I don't know. I can't really speak on it. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. And I mean, I think that for me, just looking, I think that somebody bit on too much in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is girl's first album, right? And I think they started trying to do arena tours and they thought that it was going to sell. I don't know. I'm not I'm not sure. I don't know. But from just me looking at it, I think that because I don't know. I don't know five Iggy Azalea songs. You know what I mean? I can name four off the top of my head right now. Yeah, I can yeah. name two. I can name I can name four, but but not two like... off this album and yeah. two on her mixtape. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. I, 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 I just don't. I mean, and if you can only name five, by the way, yeah. that's not enough material Cheerio. for a, a arena tour. It's like a I house of blues. So I just think I think yeah. <laughs> no, I want to say a house of blues. It's just like spot dates here, open like, um. Like say, for instance, when Usher, when we did "You Make Me Wanna" album or, or whatever the My Way album, Usher opened up for Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. Usher sold more records than she did that year. <laughs> you know wow. what I'm saying? I That's... remember before I started dating Janet, um, I was out there on the road with Usher, and it was like, um, I told him, I'm like, yo, you 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 don't. I, I was like, you don't even need Janet, yo. Like you, you're outselling her. You're selling more records to her. You can, you don't gotta open up for her no more. And you know, at that time, his management just felt like it was a great look, and it was. It was a great look for an artist who had a promising career to be on tour with an artist who had an incredible career, right? Mm-hmm. And I just think that that might be the way that Iggy should be going. She might should be on tour with. I mean, I think she did open up for Nicki Minaj at no. one particular point. No, Mm-mm, there's a lot of drama between the two of them. Oh no, well not Nikki. She should have did. Who did she open it up been for? Nice. I, thought she, I thought she opened for somebody. She did, uh, but then they canceled it, and then she went and did her own like who was it set tour. I can't remember who it was. Uh, it was uh, um, I want to say it was like two people. It was like a kind of a group. Situation. Oh yeah, so I thought she I thought she opened for somebody. My bad. Um, but yeah, I think she should open for. I think she should open for someone, um, and then build. You know, people into seeing her as an artist and grow into being an artist that goes and like I said, I'm still not knowing that they canceled the tour for lack of sales. So I right. don't know; it might be something else. But I, I thought that I would think that I don't know enough music to go see a concert of hers. To pull off of the, the kind of the racist comment that she's made, um, Tom Hanks' son was in the news recently. He's uh, in a rap 
group, and he on Twitter came out to say, I don't know, I didn't mean to do that. Sorry. <laughs> I love your uh, on Twitter, he came out to say, you know, these are my and you drop the n words with his with his boys, and Twitter is going him. A lot of people are going him. He says, look, the n word is a part of hip hop, and you know this is a part of our culture. Would you agree with that? Because I mean, yeah, it gets to a I point. Do. Okay, I do. I just think that um, I think at some point people are like hypocritical. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it is a part of hip hop. It's just like DJing. Like um, everybody's DJ now, right? And in the beginning of this, I was like, oh my god, this guy's a DJ. Oh god, this guy's a DJ. And I'm sure it was DJs out there when they heard I was DJing, saying, oh god, this guy's a DJ, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, I've been DJing forever, and I'm a true DJ as far as I'm concerned, and, and it's other true DJs out there that know that I've been DJing forever. It, but you got these new guys that just started DJing last week, yeah. uh, <laughs> a week ago, and uh, or just this year, period. And it's the same thing. This year, DJing has become a part of culture where... um. You want to be a DJ. Everybody wants to be a DJ. I'm sure all of those CDJs and all of that. that I'm sure that's the, that business is Popping. going through the roof right now. I'm sure everybody is buying one of these little CDJs. Like just all kind of kids is and asking, getting them for their kids, and, kids. And getting this for Christmas mm-hmm. and all that. Right. So it's the same. Like that's part of the culture now. The culture of life is, you know, EDM is a part of the world music thing, and everybody wants to be able to play it themselves. They mm-hmm. want to be able to figure out how to. Man, I could do that. You can't do it, but you want to be able to do it, right? So with that being said, it's the same thing. You can't say the N-word, but you want to be able to say it. Yeah. And that's what these kids are. They don't. They know they're not supposed to say it, but they just want to be able to say it because they hear every... And every song they listen to, somebody's saying it. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, damn, why I can't say it? I'm singing it in the car. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, and I mean, and I think... I think when I and I'm, I'm sure I might get flack from people that you know, the, the the older black people that's listening to this saying you know Jermaine that's not cool that you allow that word to be used like that. But the terminology for that in hip hop is not the, the the derogatory meaning that it is from the back in the days. We don't. It's not the same anymore. Um, it can be used in that way, and then it, that's that's when it turns into something ugly. But as far as when you rapping and it's in it's in hip hop, yeah, it's used to as the definition of that is yo, these is my homeboys. So, I mean, you know, it's hard for me to go against it. You know, what I mean, I got kids that's seven, that's teenagers. Right. I understand both sides of this. Uh, and with all the streaming uh, of apps and trying to find new ways to sell music, we have Tidal, Spotify, Apple Music is about to drop. Do you see? I mean, this as the new wave of the music industry or do you see it kind of actually ripping another hole in the music industry because it's kind of separating I think it's a new wave I think I think that um you have to have a new wave because everybody's doing things differently Mm -hmm. you know I was watching this thing when I was out there waiting on you guys to get this room together (laughs) (laughs) uh no I was watching Skrillex and it was like Skrillex the way he was talking about um making music and putting music together and he's just like Nobody does music the way people used to do music. Nobody makes music the way people used to. I make music in the hotel room. I don't even need a studio. And I just think, like, if it's people thinking differently, then you need a different place, to different way to put the music out. And and uh, we just on a whole new wave of just, you know, mindsets not 
wanting to go with the flow of what's been there. So you got to come up with new things and new ways to put out music. So I feel like all of this is, is has to happen. You know what I mean? It's just like going from... It's just like going f- like video games. You know what I mean? Like we used to play video games with a cartridge yep. that changed into a disc. Now you ain't got to put no disc in. You could just download the game and it's in your machine. So I mean, it's just it's just a sign of the times. Like you got to be able to change and move with it. And then um, any okay, we have so we have four lanes. Yeah. Where you at? Yeah. Global fourteen. Global fourteen dot com. Yes. What else do you have going on for the rest of this I mean, well, year? I'm working on. You know, I'm working. I'm steady working on music. I'm working on Usher's new album. Um, you know, I'm doing Bow Wow's records. I'm doing. I got a new artist. Um, the new female artist is going to come out. Um, I got. You know, I'm just doing what I do. You know, what I mean, I'm finding. And then I got a residency in Vegas. If you want to come check yeah. me out, I DJ in Vegas at the Win. Um, in all of the clubs, so you can go on the uh, you know on the website at the win and check Tris, Excess, uh, Surrender, Encore Beach Club. By the way, I'm I'm back at Encore Beach Club June 25th. Um, if you want to come to the ultimate party of your life, you need to come to Vegas. But yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm, I'm I'm you know I'm just I'm just filling up my my calendar and doing what I got to do. And if you had one word to describe your career, what would it be? Hmm. Very visual, or well, one word, visual. Mm. You just you, you got to see it. That's all. I'm <laughs> see it's a movie. <laughs> yeah. All right, and last but not least, what's your social media handle? Where can everyone go to uh, find all this? Well, yesterday, oh, two days ago, Bow Wow made me change my Instagram <laughs> to, to straight Jermaine Dupree. It was Jay Warhol because of my uh, infaction infatuation with with Warhol, Andy Warhol, but he. Um, he was just like, Jermaine, you should have more followers. And I don't think people know what that Jay Warhol is. And, and, <laughs> you know, great. and, you know, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm listening to the younger guy tell me about Instagram. So I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> all right. So I called Instagram. People not change it. So my Instagram now is Jermaine Dupree. My Twitter is Jermaine Dupree. My Facebook is Jermaine Dupree. Everything is the same. So, you know. Where, did, is, where, where did the world, uh, has that always been Brilliant. consistent with you? Well, Jay Warhol has been my... Oh, no, Andy Warhol was like, exactly. like, as an idol. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Andy Warhol is amazing. Like, it's like his thought process and things that he would say. Like, I, I heard Andy Warhol say, um, in years to come, everybody's going to want their 15 minutes of fame, right? And, and I, I, when I heard him say this, this was prior Twitter, pre-Instagram, all of this. And I always used to wonder what, what made him say that. And it's like, now, in 2015... I understand what this guy was talking about. And I'm like, how in the hell did he even know this? (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like, it's certain people that I just cling to. Like when I hear people say things like that and I hold them and then it happens, I'm like, man, and maybe I should listen to this dude a little bit more. Maybe I should look at his paintings a little deeper than what I'm actually looking at. I might see something that somebody Mm -hmm. else don't see. Mm -hmm. Spark you up. Spark your next step. Courtney, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Stuart Starlet. You guys can hit me up at DJ Jesse J. Also, make sure you guys hit us up at BHL Online on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Make sure you guys check out the single Where You At. Where You At. Jermaine Dupree featuring Bow Wow. Yeah. Until next week, same time, same place. Holla.
from producers Maria Menounos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. The word redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.